Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Drunk Monkeys Broadcasting. I am one of your hosts, Colleen Carney Hefner. I am the other one of your hosts, Chris Pruitt. This is producer Matt. First name producer, last name Matt. <laughs> always, always, always. <laughs> Today we'll be talking about uh, Twin Peaks Season 2, Episode 19, Variations on Relations. Uh, before I begin uh, talking about that, uh, we all work for a literary journal called Drunk Monkeys and its associate uh, Chapbook Press, Cherry Dress. We are closed for submissions. Actually, we're recording this on the 5th. And we are open for five more days for pop culture submissions. I'm not sure when this will go up, but uh, the 10th, we closed for our pop culture submissions. I was asked by several people to extend the date. So I was like, why not? Um, We are reading for that now. Our March issue will be out on March 13th or so, whatever that Monday is. And our April issue is always pop culture. We're very excited for it. Um, so, We're also happy to provide a definition of pop culture if you might be confused on that, which yes, every year, some submitters every, are. <laughs> every year, at least one person sends me in something that is not pop culture related and then tries to fight with me about how it is. Mm. I have no and he's like weirdly it. snide about it. Like, right. no, I'm deciding the editorial direction of this issue. All right. And man. then yeah. writes back to say that they weren't being snide. But what can I do about it? <laughs> I control other people. Please do not fight with me. It is annoying. Uh, but our pop culture issue is very beloved. And uh, we're very excited for it. That will be out sometime in April. Uh, we are closed for regular submissions. And we will open April 1st for those. And we'll be open April and May. And it goes like that through the whole year. Um, if you're just joining us for this deep into the show, <laughs> a spoiler light podcast. So we do not talk much about anything beyond the episode in the past episodes, we don't talk about future episodes as much as I would love to. Um, Matt, uh, Chris pointed this out last time, but I'm bad at promoting myself. I do have a Patreon where I write about pop culture things. Um, getting back into the swing of it. I, I had some personal issues that took me away from it for a while, but I am getting back into it. Uh, Patreon.com slash ch. Very easy to find. We are all on social media. We are not elusive people. And uh, that's probably it for our, you know, uh, introduction. So let's just get into the variations on relations, which to me is like, what? <laughs> it's, yeah. It sounds like a, either like early era Incubus or middle era Red Hot Chili Peppers album or something. Or a, like a community title. <laughs> like yeah, that was always yeah. like a class or something. Mm, <laughs> yeah. Mm. yeah, Community Season 4, Episode 3. Very Right, yeah. <laughs> oh, man, I've been rewatching Community. That's a podcast for another time, though. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so here we go. We begin where we're, okay, this is so funny to me begin back in the cave that if you remember last episode uh hawk and coop and harry and andy went to owl cave <laughs> stuff promptly left to like go to the bar uh didn't do anything then Wyndham earl went in turned some stuff things happened and now i am to believe that we are going back into the cave and right. <laughs> doing this when you were in the cave in the first place I'm not sure why, but they are back in the cave, which makes you wonder why we even left it at all. Uh, and one of them says, Some, someone's been here already. And I wrote, yeah, you. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it's very funny the way this plays out, like in a linear way, because literally the very first thing that happens is Hawk and Andy are having a conversation about like, 
oh wow it's su super dark in here Andy's like and Hawk's like yeah this must be why it was so untouched for so long first mm -hmm. of all in the previous episode every fucking person in town was like I've seen that symbol before it's in this fucking cave that everybody goes into <laughs> Even so Annie it's not noted, untouched noted former nun yeah, yeah. was like oh I used to like yeah, I used to it out, out of that time. Time. <laughs> I, I'm a super expert on what's in there um, and then second like paired with like the dramatic irony of like yeah we literally just saw Wyndham Earl go in there and fuck with stuff in the last like minute of the footage that we right. previously saw and what's um, so funny is he went in there like easy like like with the ease of me going into a target like it wasn't like he was like where is everything I'm yeah. looking to the glyphs he's just like oh here it is I'll turn it it was very easy for him so I don't think that this cave is very difficult even though they're trying to impress yeah no that it is <laughs> yeah and and then immediately hawk is like oh wait somebody has been here <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and they see a footprint and and they're like ah oh, some weight on the left hip or whatever and they're like definitely window Merle. <laughs> yeah um th there is something that starts happening with this episode that has been very poorly implemented for like the last i would say certainly like seven or so episodes maybe longer which is that it finally feels like somebody is like at the controls and thinking about mm -hmm. this as like a holistic story again and maybe this is when like frost and lynch are getting more involved in it again i mean certainly lynch being back on set is a thing since right. we see him again later in the episode uh but they actually start making connections to some of the random bullshit that was happening in the middle of season two. Like, oh, wait, remember this absolute throwaway plot line like seven episodes ago? Now right. it suddenly matters. Uh, you know, Hawk is able to tie together. Okay, Earl, th those are the same tracks I saw at the power station. Earl was the guy who cut mm -hmm. the power initially. We knew that, but it's nice to feel like the characters are understanding right. that shit fits <laughs> together in a way again. Um, that's yeah. nice to see. Frost is listed as a, a co-writer. Okay, uh, here yeah. on this one, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. So, uh, I love it because then they're looking at this large, uh, like petroglyph on the wall, and Coop's like, "Okay, I need a large-scale, accurate rendering." <laughs> and they're like, "Okay." <laughs> Like, oh, all right. He, he specifically like, tells Andy, he's like, right. Andy, you're on arts and crafts duty to copy yeah, this. Yeah, like giant, like giant, like a um, like art pad, but like you would seriously need like seven sheets of the paper to be like. Right. <laughs> but uh, it is pretty funny. Um, I just just love how he says it. It's like, oh, sure, no, no problem. I'll, let me whip that up for you. Um. Uh. So that's pretty much where that scene ends. I'm not sure if there's anything more like very specific in there we get back to this petroglyph seven mm -hmm. yeah um, I, go ahead oh I, I i think that's where we transition onto windham earl right um and we get we get a big lore dump here um it's like the, we we've heard these terms like the black lodge the white lodge etc this is still he's speaking in vagaries and it's Wyndham Earl, so he always speaks like a fucking weirdo anyway. But like he this is like the closest we get to us up to this point for a sort of explanation of what we're talking about. He sort of describes the White Lodge as like a source of like positive energy, sort of like almost like like pre-existence, like heaven-esque mm -hmm. kind of thing. Very then, heavenly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he's like but that sucks. There's actually a cool one sucks. called the Black Lodge. And you know what's going on there? Like, it, you can get, like, you can 
Um, it's like not only are like really fucked up people and freaks and shit <laughs> hanging out there, but like you can get cool powers that will enable you to, uh, you know, reshape reality if you play he's your like, cards right. He's like, you know what's right. cool in the yeah. in the Black Lodge? Crime. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the best part of the scene is he's telling this to like this random hunk rock dude, right? Who like is insane looking. And I actually had to look it up, and and I'm gonna spoil the producer Matt. Yeah, Mom. yeah, yeah. No, I know who this guy is. And and honestly, that character too is dressed like punk rock characters from other stuff. So I think my brain was conflating a lot because he kind of reminds me of the punk rock guy from like Pump Up the Volume and stuff. Mm. But, right. And it's Ted Raimi. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> also, there's a slight brother. Holly Shore edge to him. Yes. But <laughs> but so did the guy in Pump Up yeah. the Volume. Yeah, that's and, true. That's, that's true. what yeah. was throwing me. And yeah. strong vibes of the I think you should leave motorcycle alien yes. sketch. <laughs> and, I, and I honestly think that that was like very much pulling off of those things. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah. and it would not shock me if like Tim Robinson was a huge season two Twin Peaks. Oh, right. I bet. Yeah. I bet anything <laughs> that Tim Robinson like, is a Twin Peaks guy. Yeah. But like, it's so funny because Wyndham Merle is going on and on about all this stuff and then he just like scrolls and it's, I'm like, who's this dude? Yeah. Yeah. Like pretty fucked up shit, bro. But I thought we were gonna have beer. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it, him and Leo, who is a vegetable, it's like a, there's some sort of meta thing going on in the scene where he's like describing all the metaphysics of the series mm-hmm. that don't make any sense, and then like these two fucking idiots are sitting there <laughs> listening to him. You know, it's like know. It, it, it's a really hey, you know, you know who this is? This is you. This is you watching the show. That's who this it, it's is. So, I'm like, how did they pick this guy up? Like, where did he come from? Right. He's just like, cool, man. <laughs> it's like, have you ever been invited to a party and then you go and the vibe is just like that? Like, right. <laughs> come here. I think I'm going to get killed. Uh, I've been to several parties like that. And it's just like, oh, yeah. but he's, but he's like kind of going with it. He's like, yeah, man, White Lodge. We've all heard it. Yeah. Uh, can I get a bun? <laughs> it's the funniest thing. And so he's just talking and he's like, um, Black Lodge. And he says, I intend to find it. Yeah, like you promised me, uh, we that there would be a party, and I wrote it seems way too lighthearted of a moment considering what these two places ultimately are, like this White Lodge and Black Lodge, right? The grand scheme, yeah, Twin Peaks universe to have somebody, and I guess that's probably the most Twin Peaks ish thing of it all is like funny scene that's describing these very heavy, Mm. well. And, and there's also a really, I think, important detail that I don't think I ever really caught in this particular scene, which is that Earl mentions that his pri- the primary draw of the Black Lodge, not just that it's fucked up and cool, <laughs> but is that there is some ability through accessing that place to be able to change reality to your own will. Right. And there's something about that that is going to continue to be an important through point related to the Black Lodge through the remainder of the series. And this is kind of the first time and basically maybe the only time that we hear it stated that way mm-hmm. explicitly. We will see a lot of the uh what that means and more or less how it works as we move forward. But it's that's going to be a common element as relates to what we see going on with the Black Lodge moving forward. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, very strange little scene. Um, now from here, we go to Pete uh, with his chessboard. Mm-hmm. Write a poem about Josie. Relatable. <laughs> <He> seems, <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> he seems very tired. 
and he's obviously sad and he's like I think I should never see a girl as lovely as Josie <laughs> uh when she and and like the verb tenses are all off when she walked into the room the flowers yeah. like it's just like, yeah stop. then he kind of like botches a rhyme and then he starts over again yeah. <laughs> like, I love him. give him a break he's studying like 15 kinds of medicine he has no time to also <laughs> No, no, Wait, what? No, Pete. Not oh, Dr. sorry. I always get him and Hayward mixed up. He's That's just okay. brushing up on his. Well, yeah. there, there's a great mix them up moment later in this episode. But before we get to that, uh, he does have to keep brushing up on his chess skills so that's what's right. really important right <laughs> yeah. now um he seems tired and i wrote i would not publish this poem so if anyone is listening and they were thinking of um submitting to drunk monkeys don't send us rhyming poetry <laughs> never works uh, we don't we don't care much for it so uh anyway <laughs> but then i wrote i am catherine in this scene because she walks in and she's so fucking annoyed by him and she's like just fucking stop yeah. <laughs> I'm so annoyed by this scene and if i walked in on this i would be annoyed too and then i'm not a huge Catherine like stan uh in terms of like how she is as a person but i was like i get this <laughs> this is morose um, um she comes in with a box the a box that thomas eckert had left her and she cannot open it uh there's a lot of time spent on this box in this episode yeah, um, there, there's some good classic Catherine and Pete bouncing off each other's stuff here where she's like, Let's see if you can help me open this. He's like, well, do you have a key? <laughs> <laughs> if I had a key, I'd yeah. open it. So mad. <laughs> and then he's like, oh, I know what this is. It's a puzzle box. Don't open it. <laughs> I have learned from years of watching horror movies that puzzle boxes do not lead to anything good. You're yeah. already in Twin Peaks, a place where, notably, terrible things keep happening. Now uh, listen here, Poodle. This is the lament <laughs> configuration, is what I'm seeing. <laughs> now listen, too. Is this the first time we've ever heard him call her Poodle? Because I no. love yeah, he's, he's done that a couple times. Okay, yeah. well then this did not like click with me, but for some reason in this scene, I loved it. I loved yeah. it. Um, yeah, he's just in. He starts talking about like, oh, I went to Guam, <laughs> and she's just like staring knives through him as he yeah, starts going yeah. off on this tangent. I wrote Doolittle Chat, insufferable, and and again, uh, her vibe here is just me on like a almost daily basis. <laughs> <laughs> and he says like he says like opening this could take years, and this is the first moment where I said, why don't they just fucking smash it? I don't right. understand, but I mean, I'm not in the scene not to but, to but, spoil uh what, what was that uh what's the knives out sequel thing glass onion, oh, glass glass onion. onion. yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well yeah. we'll we'll see what they do about it later in this episode <laughs> yeah um, yeah this comes back <laughs> yeah um let's see from there uh we we come to shelly and bobby and i wrote remember them yeah, yeah. six years since we saw them together in a scene yeah, yeah. uh you almost forget that they're dating yeah right and, so there's that. Yeah. And, <laughs> it looks and like that, she forgot too, because she is checked out. <laughs> she's checked out, and yeah. Bobby is like doing this thing where he's like, I need to reestablish my hand in this relationship or something. And he's being like a fucking on the asshole. Show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like on the show. Exactly. Yeah. Um the upshot here is that he's like, he's like, hey, um, I figured out how we can get out of this bad financial situation other than me doing crime. 
uh, you're going to win that Miss Twin Peaks pageant. And she's like, what? And he's like, listen, you're beautiful. Beautiful people get to do whatever they want. So you should be able to do whatever you want. And she's like, but that I don't. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and he says an amazing thing here. He says, when's the last time you saw a beautiful blonde go to the electric chair? And you know what? I don't think I've ever seen that. So <laughs> I don't you know, know if it really makes his point, but he's not <laughs> wrong. An excellent point. I couldn't name. And I tried to name one, too. I tried to be like, OK, well, I couldn't think of anybody. Um. I love this because he's just going on about beautiful people scams, which I thought was hilarious. Yeah, yeah really he good. Goes, he go, he like leans in and he goes, Bobby's in charge. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and she gives him the most Bobby is not in charge look of all time, right. but she does he take the Miss Twin Peaks flyer. Um, yeah. Speaking of beautiful people scams, we pan over to a different part of of the uh, of the diner, and again, here's another one of these moments where it's like, oh, I remember these characters we introduced for no reason, like right. eight episodes ago, and now it actually makes sense to reincorporate this particular character into the story. So I wrote yeah. old bro and slut wife. Because <laughs> I, I had just written remember them for Bobby and Shelly. So it, remember them. It's um, it's Walt it's Waldorf and the Sex Witch. Uh <laughs> Lana. Yeah. I um, actually wrote her name like later on because he's like, listen, Lana, I'm like, that's her name. Yeah, yeah. He's not very important. Um she wants to win it all. And of course, the Miss Miss Twin Peaks beauty pageant has like the most bonkers committee of kids. Right. So it's like well, obviously her fiance, yeah, yeah, dude, and like Doc Hayward and Pete. Yeah, th this is what I was referring to. We're gonna see this later, right. but it's basically yeah. the three weirdest oldest white guys in Twin Peaks <laughs> they found and put them on the committee for the uh, Miss Twin Peaks contest. Um, so of course she has an in, and she's like, "Well, I want to win it all." She like, has an in and she has like sex magic powers. So basically <laughs> this is this is like if like we should get like a Trump tweet about rigged about this contest. <laughs> like she's really going in for the W here. Um, did she always have that insane accent or did she tag it on for this episode? I, I was wondering the same thing. She has like this very weird, like it's kind of a southern accent, but it's like very performative it's like almost an affectation kind of thing yeah um yeah. she might be I, really laying I, on the honey to try to get him to do whatever. yeah, that yeah. Might be yeah. It. it might be it's it but she does charm. speak later in the episode and she's still like that um mm -hmm. i can't remember either i feel like she barely talked the first time she was in like yeah. i think she has more lines in this episode yeah. than in it. her Maybe entire she was first decided arc. she found her character and it was with this <laughs> that late in the game there's only two episodes left You're right make it work for me uh, it's very funny stuff. Uh, a funny little scene. Let's see. So now we have Dale. He comes in. So, like this is all at the diner, obviously. Like, yeah. All happening. The Bobby stuff, the Lana stuff, and now Dale comes in. Uh, uh, donut chat with Annie. They're going out to do some stuff, but also he. So he's putting in a large order of donuts and coffees in specific ways. And of course, she's an angel, so she's gonna get it right. And he's like, I, I want to point out how insane some of the individual lines oh, of dialogue God, yeah. are in this scene because he <laughs> yeah. he comes in, he says something. I have four hungry lawmen in the cruiser out there, Annie. Um, huh. And then like she's going to get the shit for him, and um, he also asks her out on a date as part of this. But the way he frames it is, "Would you please accompany me on a nature study this a afternoon?" A nature study, <laughs> That's what they call it now. 
I remember the first time Fritz took me on a nature study. <laughs> it was not in nature. Anyway. <laughs> there there was some study going on. Yeah. Um, uh, it is It is so funny. And then, so what's really funny if you really watch this scene is like he's talking to Annie and you can see Bobby and Shelly in the back. Yeah. Watch them. It's like, I, I'm trying to think of how they like, okay, like, now you're gonna have to hand her a piece of paper it's just like funny because they're just so like don't really have to be there and he leaves and shelly's like whatever and then she starts just randomly like reciting the poem that wyndham earl had sent her and it's like so shoehorned in yeah i (laughs) of course coop is like what (laughs) Uh, what were you gonna say I was going to say, I was trying to figure out how to justify that. I feel like the thing is like, oh, I received this poem from somebody. And meanwhile, my boyfriend is being a fucking asshole to me. So maybe yeah. there's that connection. But I, you're right. It's it's very attenuated. Yeah. Um, yeah. But the upshot is that she starts reciting the portion of the poem. And Coop is like, oh, I recognize that poem. I mm-hmm. And I forget. I think he says it later to somebody he does but, say it later here um, he uh, says i'm gonna need to take that because she still has okay. it in purse yeah She's like okay no why no yeah. am i in some sort of danger because now you look very shocked and scared mm-hmm. if, if i had started reciting a poem i had received anonymously and a cop <laughs> yeah. uh, a noted like always in trouble cop says to me oh my god what i need that i'd be like I'm gonna fucking die. Yeah, like, yeah. especially especially Stop. if I'm Shelly, who has been the, <laughs> uh, the victim of multiple violent attacks by different people over the course of this series. Like noted, noted bad boy lover Shelly. Yeah, <laughs> really be more on high alert here. <laughs> but she's just like, yeah, sure, okay. Like I don't care. Yeah. So important to note the girls that we saw unite these scraps of this poem previously they all still seem to have their individual pieces of the poem so he grabs Shelley's here um and a little bit later they're going to talk about this um notably when when annie brings the donuts out um it's in this pink box and it has a sticker on it that looks identical to the dunkin donuts logo except it says donut donuts <laughs> Which As a Massachusetts native, yeah. I noticed that. <laughs> but I also remember, was Boston Donuts connected to Dunkin' Donuts? Because their logo looked exactly like Dunkin', like in the same kind of like round letter style. Like it was Boston. I, don't know I remember it. that being before Dunkin' made its way to the West Coast, that being a, a brand that was here. And I, I don't know, know if they were connected or not. But the I've never heard so of that similar. brand, but I do know yeah. that in Salem, New Hampshire, there used to be a porno shop. And their whatever they were called had the same Dunkin' Donuts lettering and color. Yeah. And I was that's weird. <laughs> that's <laughs> hilarious. Every time I think of the I'm gonna try to figure out what I think it was Moonlight Reader. <laughs> that I, shop, I believe. It's on twenty eight in Salem, New Hampshire. I don't yeah. know. I'm just trying to figure out what's going on with like Norma doesn't have her own bespoke packaging or something like is yeah. she yeah. is she yeah, yeah. subcontracting through duncan she's selling their <laughs> shit like what's she's going like, on don't here? tell anyone yeah, yeah. but i don't make any of these <laughs> they think i do but uh uh anyway um is this from here do we go to truman looking at the poem yeah 
and, and this is this is where Coop explains the poetry thing yeah. where he says so I was like this poem blows. Yeah. <laughs> and and Coop's like, hey, don't say that. I sent this to Caroline. This is actually why this is very hey. scary for me. <laughs> is that a poem Coop wrote? It's not great. Yeah. <laughs> Something he's not good at. Yeah. Um so before yeah, we leave then, the diner, Coop, oh. when he's talking to Annie, says when I talk to you, I get a tingling feeling in my arms oh. and legs. And she says, that's interesting. And then he goes, Thanks. I don't think it's just the coffee. Right. <laughs> that, you know what that is? Unbelievable guys? Riz on this yeah. coast. <laughs> or maybe it's true love. I don't know. We'll yeah. see how it works out for them. <laughs> I don't know how it's going to go. Um, yeah, I thought that that was funny, too. I meant to mention that. So, uh, okay, so we go to this thing uh, with it, him talking about the poem. He's like, I wrote this poem for Carolyn. And he's like, I have kind of a suspicion. So he asks Hawk to bring him Leo's um, arrest report. Also, also part of this is Hawk shows up with Donna's portion of the ripped uh, yes. poetry. He can't get Audrey's because, hey, we remember what happens with the characters now in this episode. Right. Audrey's in Seattle. She had to go to Seattle so that she couldn't fuck uh, Billy Zane on the plane. <laughs> um, Probably I'll, for the best. Well... <laughs> Um, um yes and that is true i was going to mention that so yeah they can't they so they have two out of the three and as meatloaf said two out of three ain't bad <laughs> so, uh and meatloaf was never wrong about anything <laughs> uh anyway uh briggs is there and you know we love him big mm -hmm. fan um and it's funny because uh he's in a room with andy who's recreating the clip on the on the um you know the the blackboard and he's like uh actually there's like more vertical lines over there i remember it from actual memory and andy's like oh yeah you're right it's, it's kind of i love anything with briggs you know what i mean he's yeah. just a fantastic character and uh i think he's like probably one of the only characters that doesn't really fall into the like we don't know what to have him do trap yeah. like mm -hmm. he does there's never like a scene like like with Audrey running around and you're like, they just don't know what they're doing here. Like with right. everything is very specific, intentional. And even if it isn't, he brought that to yeah. it. It's like, yeah, he was just such a fantastic person and character and I love him. Um, so, uh, so yeah, he's remembering it cause he's rad. And then, um, then Coop comes in and he's like, I need your help, but I can't explain how or why. And Briggs is like, sounds great. <laughs> Yeah, well, and, and Coop goes on this uh, lengthy thing about like, so we've got all this shit going on, right? We got the deal with Leo going on. We've got these poems everywhere. We got Wyndham Earl is killing people. There's bullshit in this cave. And he's like, and you know what? I don't know what the deal with all these things are. They don't seem connected, but they all seem like verses of the same song. And I'm like, yeah, I'm thinking we're back. Like, we're back. <laughs> this is some fucking Twin Peaks right here. <laughs> and is he wrong? No, he's absolutely No, he's not. No. Uh, Briggs is always happy to help, I wrote. Um, so he says, and I like this part a lot. So Coop's like, I need you to tell me everything about Project Blue Book, which was, you know, the secret stuff that uh, Briggs ended up getting kicked off of once he was like, he like went missing and then came back. And it was stuff Wyndham Earl had been, uh, you know, involved in. And I like this moment because I like Briggs and I like that he's mm -hmm. like such a man of like morals and ethics right. that are like very unwavering. Uh, and he's like, okay, I don't know if I can help you, but if I help you, will it 
prevent like a loss of life. And Coop's like, yes, like if, if you don't tell me stuff, people are probably going to die. And he's like, okay. And he's like, wait, you can see him weighing the like, do I talk about classified stuff that I'm not mm-hmm. supposed to for the greater good? Or like, you know what I mean? And I just like that he's always a, a man of principle. Mm-hmm. And, and that is his most steadfast like thing about him and really like it i don't know (laughs) yeah although it is it is funny that he's very like i'm weighing these principles and then he like looks at the cave drawing chalkboard and there's this extremely bizarre edit of like a robed figure and stars and an owl and then he goes oh yeah yeah you son of a bitch i'm in like (laughs) the handshake thing basically i like it uh uh he what did i write he's uh something i wrote he's something this petroglyph i don't know oh oh and oh, he's drawn to this petroglyph and then like there's weird clips of like stuff and i wrote the fire started that's yeah. Yeah yeah, yeah 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 yeah. Uh-huh. that's what it is yeah sorry i thought you were talking about the drawings and not like the like it's like the end of natural born killers when they're which i just watched yeah. where there's like flashes of yeah. Yeah, yeah. So weird bullshit uh, yeah 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 i apologize um I apologize. I misunderstood what you're saying. No, no, no. But yeah, and he, yeah, he's just like, okay, sure, fine. And then, then like Hawk brings in Leo's arrest records, and then Coop's like, okay, like I, think I know what you're about to say about this. He's like, handwriting, even under duress, like it can change, but style, like certain things about it stay the same, and that is right. true, right? But then they show two completely fucking different handwritings, and I was like, <laughs> different handwriting, and, and then like, he goes. They're the same. This is definitely yeah. Leo. <laughs> it's like, so what? I thought, oh, and I what? really, I rewound and like looked. Yeah. Like, maybe it's something like, you know, like yeah. your hand, my handwriting looks different every time. Right. But the thing is like the way I loop my E's are a certain way. Yeah. Yeah. I, my R, I never do lowercase R's. They're always uppercase. And like, they always have been and like stuff like that. And like, so I was trying to look like maybe the O's are capped weird. No, it is. No. Like, something and then if matt wrote something yeah yeah it looks completely fucking different and coop is just like well it probably changed a little whatever it's definitely leo and like (laughs) it is leo but like so why didn't they just make it even look sort of fucking similar people write this instead of just having eric deray write two different things one in cursive one not or something yeah like or like one cursive one yeah yeah this like should have been so easy to do. I don't know what happened here. <laughs> what is going on most of the time in the show? And I love it. That's why I like it. Whatever. Um, okay, so we go from here. Our favorite. Dick. Dick. We love Dick here. He's got his <laughs> sure do. He's got his his nose is like bandaged from his like <laughs> attack and this is classic david lynch like put some weird shit on somebody's face and it, yeah, it yeah. becomes a great prop later in the episode yes, too it does. um but e- even right now it's just wonderful to see him with this stupid fucking thing on his nose yes. he's setting up this like wine tasting thing and uh he's talking to ben and ben is here in like the most christmas christmasy get up like it like he looks like he's dressed for christmas and i don't and it's not christmas so i don't understand like what, what's going on? Oh uh, yeah, yeah, That's yeah. Right. It's like very yeah, yeah. Christmas, he even right? has a Christmas tree on the tie. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, what is going on? And yeah. uh, he's like, you know, I'm sorry that happened to you. We're more than happy to pay your medical bills. 
And he's like, I, I see. Uh, what about workers' comp? Too? And it's very much like a how how can I get some money out of right. Ben? And Horn's just like, he's you know he's trying <laughs> to formed and good, and he's like, sure thing, buckaroo. <laughs> And then as he like walked away, he's like, sometimes the urge to do bad is nearly overpowering. <laughs> I was like, God damn, I wish I was still in high school and needed a yearbook quote. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, rule, and, but what I love about that particularly is then he pulls out his carrot and takes yeah. a bite. It's like chomping on the vegetables is what keeps him grounded to he's like, trying. remember, I'm a he's good trying. guy. Now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like some people spin a pen like through their fingers. Yeah, yeah. Some people bite their nails. He just always has pocket veggies. <laughs> and like he like makes fun of I forget what Dick says, but he like he's like, oh, I'll I'll forward it to my attorney. And he's like, I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah, and when I die, please put that on my gravestone. I want it. Uh I it's like one of the best lines from season two. <laughs> so yeah. good. Uh very funny stuff. And and there is a bit of thing, they're like, they're having this event, and he's like, you know, Audrey's not here and she was supposed to help. And and I'm a little stressed out about it. It was like kind of the impetus of the <laughs> the beginning of the scene, but mm. funny. Um, we go back to uh a party cabin. <laughs> yeah. Uh and this dude is in like a paper mache. Like I wrote a picture God. <laughs> or whatever, however you say that word from like Doctor Who, because that's what it looked like at first. Oh, the me. TARDIS thing? So, yeah, see, yeah. I, I remembered I, oh, I could identify. No, I, I think you mean Dalek, right? Oh, the little yeah. yeah. The little robot thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The yeah. Dalek. Doctor uh, Who. Yeah, yeah. I, I, too British for me. I, I, I never Doctor Who. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm not hating on Doctor Who. See, I we, we both I have different know. issues with it. Um, so the, the uh, um, yeah, he, I, I remembered it was a chess piece, so I could immediately identify right. it as such. Um, I forgot, and I was like, yeah. I don't. But, but it's so- like. There's a real like cask of Amontillado feel yeah. to him, like <laughs> putting this guy in this. Like he's like, whoa! Like, are you sure this is God. like pretty fucking chill for me to be inside this fucking thing? And then he's like, yeah, sure. Yeah, Leo, give the man another beer. And Leo is like pouring beer into his mouth. Yeah, <laughs> it's so chill with it. It's so. Yeah. I really do wish we'd started earlier in this scene. Like, at what point? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. As he starts building this. See, see, see I, I, I love the I love the knowledge gap there. I love that between him <laughs> sitting there like, "Cool story, bro. Where's yeah. the beer?" And then just suddenly he's in this like fucking thing. Like, <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. Matt, I have to tell you by the way. Like, do you remember you sent that cask of Amontillado like meme with the dog? Yes. Like, yeah. God, I still have that on my phone. I have never deleted that. Oh, it's it's like top top ten it's meme so for me. It's so good. <laughs> uh, but uh, but yeah, it's like so so he's just chill with it, and it's so funny. But then like he's like Leo, get the arrow, and Leo doesn't want it. So he starts shocking him, and the dude's like seems bad. <laughs> he he says, "quote Don't zap the geek." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's just like i don't know it's so funny to me like he's just like does not have a real like none of this is why is right. <laughs> Weird. um and I, I thought that was actually funny too because ted Raimi is in shocker the movie shocker uh, yeah. Yeah. Like, that's be. kind of funny mm-hmm. but anyway that's funny for like two people <laughs> brian collins but <laughs> the other one me um so so yeah then is this where he like actually shoots the arrow yeah, he does eventually do it. Um, and it's he, so stupid. It's incredibly stupid looking. 
he just like there's like a hole that's pretty noticeable in the paper mache thing and he eventually loads his like crossbow up with the arrow yeah. and he just zaps leo relentlessly until he gives it to him and then he shoots the guy through the little hole and then it instantly smash cuts to him being full dead blood coming out of his mouth yeah, it's like it's so it dumb. looks like it looks like dog shit it's so fucking weird <laughs> and it's so funny because i wrote worst death worst death ever lol so stupid but what's so funny is like it's so bad. like think about this show <laughs> and the entire arc and about how iconic like the first death is yeah. and like seared in everyone's memory as being like very poignant and like beautiful for lack of a better term and how it looks and then you have this guy like 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 cartoon like i'm surprised right yeah his eyes right and even even stuff like uh you know like what's her name who escapes across the train tracks at the beginning ronette or whatever yeah. and how Burnett. she's disturbing Hilarious. like how her like how she looks and she's wounded and so on and like you know um you know even deaths as bizarre but nonetheless sort of iconic as like josie is a fucking yeah. cabinet now or whatever the fuck and it's like you have this like this random like a fucking greaser guy or whatever <laughs> has like the worst fucking death scene i have probably ever seen like it looks like it's something out of the naked gun or something yeah, yeah. it's like really and it's really a great, bizarre uh, uh shot of, of leo like oh no, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, really, yeah, no. Yeah, i forgot about that but you're totally right yeah it's so bad um okay so from from that tragedy we go to uh, a different type of tragedy, Miss Twin Peaks. Uh, again, it's it's Doc, Pete, and uh, and the old guy whose name I believe is Dwayne. Yeah, uh, yeah. And then you have like so like they're there. The three oldest white men known to man going to yeah. fucking, like. And and I'm not and Pete and Hayward are essentially in the same suit as well. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, see, yeah. This, is, this, this is what I was going to say. Is four Pete's. Er, yeah, <laughs> earlier on when you were saying you were confusing them, I'm like, just you wait until this scene yeah. where there's like three guys who look exactly the same sitting right yeah. next to each other. It's so funny too because I don't really understand the point of like what they're doing here because like it almost seems like they're going to be like, okay, girls practice like your speech thing. Bobby's like I'm like in a couple minutes Bobby's like I'll write your speech so there's nothing prepared so it's like are they just like trying out for something but yes they're, they're submitting their applications is what okay. they're supposed to be doing so I'm like know, I don't but, understand but Ben is like let me talk to you guys and at first I thought he was gonna be straight scamming about hot babes too like like you know, it's gonna be interesting it's gonna be he's done no, that. he doesn't yeah. care yeah. about yeah. his he's got that carrot now man yeah he doesn't <laughs> care about his daughter he <laughs> wants <laughs> these girls to talk I, I wrote i wrote second wave feminism ben here for this, <laughs> this scene he wants the topic uh of their little speeches to be about forest conservation and and his framing of it is to be and i i swear to god he uses this phrase like beauty pageants are no longer just the jiggle fests yes. of the past yes. <laughs> and then he says uh, now, relevant, global, us, forest <laughs> conservation, and I was like, if isn't a fucking line from like Succession? Yeah, I know. Yeah, <laughs> like, I could have that over like Greg's head on a shirt. A hundred percent sense. Like, you could you could like, hear oh Tom, yeah you could hear Tom being like Ghostwood Estates. Right. We here for you. <laughs> yeah, we are we here for you. 
uh, as it be, so it be. And I'll be like, hey, could this be about ferrets or something? If, I don't know. If, you guys yeah. figure it out. You know, it's just. If it is to be I said, can... so, 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 so it be. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just, it's just so funny. And like, you could easily mash that up and someone would have like a mandala effect of like, oh, I do. Yeah. <laughs> like like it's just so funny and i might actually make the shirt that i haven't made shirts in a long time because of my back issues but uh, now relevant global us might be a shirt i might have to send to you guys <laughs> <laughs> it's our succession uh, like season little, four yeah. watch party shirt <laughs> the next fofty mug little is. ben horn like like silhouette right here anyway um succession sounding stuff uh donna is watching this happen and she's very sad she's got feelings about the Ben Horn stuff, which we'll get back to in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, Lana is there. Shelly's freaking out. She doesn't want to do, really do this at all. I'm going to be, uh, and like Bobby's like, I'm going to be a speechwriter. Don't stress about it. And then Shelly says, like, I, no, I'm serious. Like the last time I had to give a speech, I did like a book report back in school and I passed out in class and Donna fucking laughs in her face. <laughs> Ice cold, Donna. Ice cold. And she was only in like fourth grade. Too. I know. <laughs> so upsetting. I would be hurt if someone laughed at me like that. Because <laughs> I don't know if anyone ever passed out in like your class, but like you remember it. Oh yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. like I, I remember this girl Kristen passed out in class once, and like I remember it like it was yesterday. Like so. <laughs> I can still see it in my head happening. Uh, crazy. Um, so I like this. So this whole thing is happening, and then <laughs> Nadine comes in to <laughs> with Mike, who is dressed like so, like he's in his forties already. Yeah, very funny. Um, he's got like a jacket on that I think my dad had in the eighties, like. <laughs> yeah ankle length jacket that he wore to like weddings and stuff um this scene is so amazing uh let's see i'm gonna i gotta switch to my next page of notes but uh, uh so bobby and mike start talking about like bobby's like hey you're banging nadine huh because like <laughs> you anymore and this whole thing i wrote this should have been a whole season of of them just playing off of each other because it, it was so funny to me it, and it's like way funnier than any of the early era Mike and Bobby things where they're like, oh, oh, yeah, we're just guys being dudes. This scene is excellent. <laughs> and, and Mike's just like, listen, you don't understand what a combination of sexual maturity and superhuman strength can do for you. Finally, it's acknowledged. Yes. Like in words. Yes. <laughs> and then he whispers to him, and Bobby is like, <laughs> with like horniness or something that he like or shock yeah. he has to start playing pinball or at least pretend to well well and not only that but he goes oh. Oh. <laughs> it's like, like as though he's been shot or something yeah. it's like <laughs> it's hands down one of the funniest scenes and truly like a we are back yeah beat. yeah, yeah. Like, like i, I would have had yeah and you also know. Nadine caps it with like this look at them like, yeah, that's fucking yeah. Nice. <laughs> She's like, yeah, I, I, I do have that effect on 17-year-old boys. <laughs> for, for better or worse. <laughs> She's like real exaggerated, like wink. like Yeah. <laughs> wink, which um, like you can't, can't really tell if it's a wink because she has uh, one right, of her yeah. eyes covered. Oh, it's so funny. Yeah, if we had had more of this, I would have been so happy. Yeah. Like, it's just fantastic. Um. 
just a pinnacle of humor for me. Uh, okay, so from here we go to Harry talking to Catherine. No. No, no, because there's an yeah. extremely bizarre insert <laughs> shot that happens here related to nothing else yeah. that is a slow motion uh, flashback to the fl flashlights panning over the uh, drawing in the cave. Mm -hmm. And it That's fades, right. and it fades <laughs> into this static image of Wyndham Earl's face. And then it just disappears. It's it's like for I don't know if it's like this was a commercial bumper or something in the original airing or what happened there, but yeah. like I wonder that, but it doesn't so seem they weird. usually goes to a little black. But yeah, there's not, not a fade so it's or just anything a like that. It's it, just yeah. it's just a transition that has nothing to do with anything. I was like, I didn't what even I remember the, the flashlights on the thing, and I think I just like got distracted and stuff because I didn't write any of it down, but like must have like looked away because I don't even remember the Wyndham. Yeah, it's it's legitimately like three seconds long or something like that. But it's like what? holy shit, it's so weird. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so from there, <laughs> we go to the scene where Harry's like, Catherine, I need to know stuff about Josie, and it's like okay, <laughs> so like now first, yeah, and first of all, why the fuck does he think Catherine is going to be a good faith participant right. in this conversation at this point? Like, this, I'm totally out to see on the setup for this scene. I, I kind of like where it eventually goes, but it's like... I do too like where, I do yeah, like where it goes, but yeah, like... But, but like, it, it's kind of beyond the pale in terms of like suspension of disbelief that Harry would be like, Catherine will definitely help me out if I ask her what yeah. the fuck was going on here. And it's also like, I thought you guys were busy. Yeah. Like, you... <laughs> I mean, <laughs> they, you know, they're never that busy <laughs> even even when they're solving multiple unconnected <laughs> murders and stuff they always have time to go on a nature survey or uh go to get pie or whatever the fuck <laughs> or, or go to ask your dead girlfriend's abusive like yeah. <laughs> lawyer slash sister-in-law yeah yeah uh, so he's looking for answers and and Catherine actually all the stuff Catherine says here is like pretty good yeah. like yes uh it, like, it's good and it's also like she's talking about herself as she's talking mm -hmm. about Josie. Like it's it's an actual moment of like character writing that again yeah. is like sorely missing from a lot of season two. It's right on the page here and it works really well. And obviously she always delivers her lines incredibly. Like she's, oh, yeah, she's her a performance great actress. is just incredible. So yeah, really nails it in this scene. Uh she says uh what she needed to believe shifted to like suit who she was in the moment. Like yeah. Like you can't pinpoint really why or who why Josie did things or who she was as a person because she was always changing as a person mm -hmm. to survive and and uh, you know get people to be on her side and protect her and etc. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and right. He goes. She was very beautiful. <laughs> Are you even listening? Well, yeah. and Catherine <laughs> even seems to acknowledge it in the moment. She's she, staring in his face. But she was so hard. Yeah, yeah. Like, and, you don't realize. and Catherine makes the face that's like, he doesn't get it. it yeah. It's, yeah. it's yeah. such a solid moment. It's, it's solid. Like, uh, he, yeah. Yeah. And that's when she brings him the box because she's yeah. like, yeah. well, she's like, okay, so you solid, know what? Fuck it. Just, like, <laughs> it's so solid, but it's like, but why did we get here in the first place? Right. Oh, yeah. Did he call her? Yeah. <laughs> Talk about you. Like what? It's just weird, but it is solid, and I liked it. Uh, I, yeah, she was beautiful. I wrote, okay, Harry. Yeah. <laughs> then there's this whole thing with this box, right? And Pete brings up this box again, uh, and I'm like, just smash the fucking box. Yeah. Like, well, it, which is funny. <laughs> Pete drops the box, and then Catherine goes butterfingers, but like admonishing. 
and like meanly and i'm like that does like i would have been like fucking idiot but (laughs) which is like what's happening here um but it does open the box or at least part of it or whatever uh it opens part of it and you see like the moon cycles and um and like the kind of like runes for like different zodiac like Mm -hmm. like pluto there i know what's going on um (laughs) and he's like i don't know poodle let's just he drops it again to her like absolute fury yeah (laughs) So funny. And she's then when he like, picks it up the second time, she just yanks it out of his hand. She's and so like, mad at him. Really good physical comedy moment <laughs> it's, there. It's so good. Um, she she delivered a lot of good physical comedy on the show. And uh, yes, this is the scene where it's very. Uh, but I wrote Fritz energy because this was definitely like, a, oh, I'll just keep. Yeah. <laughs> and I would be the Catherine in this situation of like, will you fucking stop? Just yanking it out of his fucking hand. <laughs> yeah, yeah I have I have done this. <laughs> um okay, so we get that. And then uh, I don't think I think, you know, obviously they're in the darkest of what actually any of it means, but at least mm-hmm. for now. From here we have one of the most iconic scenes in the Twin Peaks season two. Uh, Easily the most memorable nature study that occurs in the series, <laughs> I think. Uh, they are on a boat, uh, Coop and Annie. There's some ducks. It's very idyllic. Um, and they Annie have- is so beautiful in this scene. She is yeah. like absolutely radiant. It got oh. some good like golden hour lighting going right. on. She's wearing like if like Daria was like a mountain lass or something is like her look. It, it's like really, really good. I have that shit. color lipstick too. I'm like, I know that color lipstick. I have that color. Uh, I actually literally wrote, she's so beautiful. Like yeah. I think that thought she is just, I mean, she's a beautiful person anyway. Yeah. But in this scene, she is like truly like at her, probably one of her most beautiful moments. Uh, yeah. Film. Uh, they're talking about facing fears. They're talking about past loves that hurt them. Uh, growing up was... I, I do always like these tropes of, like, the hottest person in town having, like, a hard time growing because right. people were mean. And it's like, like, did you ever see Freaky? And it's like yeah. a, a Freaky <laughs> Friday, uh, you yeah. know, a Friday the 13th mashup, and, and the girl's, like, super bullied. And I'm like, she is extremely hot. Like, she would not have been bullied this way. Mm. And so it's just like, what are you talking? About? But you know, whatever. There's also right a, <laughs> there's also a kind of amusing dynamic here where Coop is like pressing her a little bit to talk about her past, mm-hmm. and then she's like, she's like, can we just like sort of not talk about that? And he's like, oh yeah, we we don't need to talk about your traumatic past. And then within 20 seconds, yeah. he grabs her hand and starts running his fingers over her self harm scar, and yeah. it's like. Oh, okay. So we don't, we don't need to talk about that. (laughs) (laughs) So we're going to keep talking about it. Is that where we're getting? (laughs) Yeah. yeah, uh, Coop. But you know what? To be fair, if I was on a boat with Kyle McLaughlin and I was like, I don't really want to talk about that. Oh yeah. And he he can absolutely get it too. Yeah. If he just looked at me, I'd be like, actually, here's every deep, dark secret I've ever Yeah. Yeah. And Explore it, it my is, emotional wound, Daddy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, it is kind Take of me weird. To church. It is kind of weird that he has remained in his like his uh 
dress shirt and tie for the boat yeah. expedition, <laughs> yeah. but it is still such a relief to see him in the FBI getup as opposed to like the fucking fly fishing outfit right. he was yeah, wearing yeah. to the worst arc of the show. That like I don't care. Imagine it's fine. if he showed I'll up for it. their date like dressed like that. <laughs> Make more sense for what they're doing, but it would also right. be like, oh god, <laughs> no. Oh uh, yeah, he looks great. And then they start sucking face, and it's like, good for them. It's pretty good. It's it's probably the least gross on screen kiss on the show yeah. uh, that I've, yeah. has happened so far because most of them have been pretty fucking gross. Yeah, but... yeah it's good. It, they're having a moment, and uh, yeah. and I really like this scene a lot. And of course, uh, no good deed goes unpunished. Uh-huh. Watching them in yet another of his multiple costumes from his what i assume is a huge costume trunk well it seems like he wound up with the coop fly fishing yeah, yeah he's so got funny. <laughs> right but it's, yeah, it's more coop, like a coop left at the goodwill and then <laughs> <laughs> wind of Earl just came and picked it up it actually kind of vibed more as a bird watching outfit for me yeah but, yeah but i do so get it. what you're saying mm. and he's like just straight up spying on them. yeah to like a gazebo just standing there at the edge of the lake with his binoculars like a he's fucking literally creep. the only yeah. other person in this like pond front park yeah he's not hidden at all no <laughs> yeah yeah he's just standing next to this gazebo I'm, i mean to be fair he's not expe- expecting either of these two beautiful people to stop looking at each other or right. sucking yeah face. i mean, I and, yeah, I mean I that's a that's a reasonable assumption for him to be making so i truly would not be paying attention either yeah so it's fine um but but i did say you would think that coop wouldn't start a relationship with with windham earl running around so windham earl has contacted several girls in town windham earl has been killing people windham earl is obsessed with him he's obsessed with him because of coop's romantic relationship with Mm. his like you know wife or whatever it was so you would think that coop would be like to protect this girl that i'm obviously falling in love with i will in the earl stuff first uh especially i know he's been contacting other women but no (laughs) yeah well i i agree with you but i'm gonna turn that around because it's also been basically established that like this is Coop's one downfall. And it's something that he struggled to resist with the Audrey thing early on. And it's something that is admitted that he caused these issues for him in the past. So I I read it more as, you know, Coop is falling victim to his weakness again. And we know, like, yeah, we know what's going to happen here. And it's not fucking good. (laughs) He's a great guy, but he cannot stop thinking with his dick. (laughs) Yeah, And, you know, relatable. So <laughs> yeah, I mean it's fine. I get it. <laughs> uh anyway. Uh okay, so from here we go to this finally this wine tasting event. Um yes. where Andy is just straight up ruining everything. <laughs> and I actually said to Fritz, I'm wondering if like there's a parts and rec moment where like uh uh I forget the character's name, but there's like a wine tasting thing and he like loses his shit. And I'm like, I wonder if like they think pulled from this episode like some vibes because it's very much like, you know, um uh Dick is trying to be like the sommelier or whatever they're called. Yeah, and, and, and doing wonderfully in this. And role, he's doing great. Yeah. Like this was what like men's fashion, forget it. This is what yeah. He's he's like, this is what I was born to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so happy. And then he's like, okay, like put the wine in your mouth and Andy swallows it and he's like, 
So you don't violent. taste it yet, Andy? Spit it out. <laughs> no, uh, somehow he's the most violent part of this. Yeah. So, uh, an episode where we saw Ted Raimi get murdered by arrows. Yeah. So and it's so funny. He's fucking like demonstrating, like taking in the nose of the wine, and in doing so, of course, he dips his fucking bandaged nose <laughs> into the wine, and it's like you know all it's getting like soaked up with like purple yeah. and stuff and, <laughs> and it gets progressively because we do go back to yeah, it we go back to it once or twice after this so and it gets funny. it's more and more like that every time you see him um he's I yelling at andy <laughs> this might be the scene it might be when they come back to it though because it, it does enters you know come back and forth but uh but like he's like what notes do you taste and like and like <laughs> lucy's like it has a oaky like taste or whatever and it's like first of all you shouldn't be drinking this this, this is when it comes back later oh, on. Oh, it comes back yeah. to it? Okay, well, yeah, I'm yeah. going to finish off that thought, though. Stop yeah, yeah. When you're pregnant, right? Yeah. But I'll go back to it when we get to that. So, yeah, yeah it goes back and forth, so it's hard for me to keep track. But anyway, um, so then we go from there to the diner, and uh, Gordon Cole, our friend David, is talking to Shelly. And, of course, he's she's, like, the only one he's able to not scream at, and he can hear her. And, uh... And it's very funny. And he said, this world of Twin Peaks seems to be filled with beautiful women, which I thought was very funny, considering that he created Twin Peaks and probably cast it that way. On there's there's a lot of really interesting dialogue. And Lynch's dialogue here especially is extremely meta in this scene. So, like, he, a, lot, a lot of interesting things to note here. First of all, because, so we've got, Gordon is sitting with Shelly, talking with her, and Coop comes in with Annie. They're coming back from the thing, and he's like, he's like, oh, great, Coop, sit with us. You have some pie. You know, and so, like, they all, all four of them are in the booth. We've got some no-name B-team waitress at Norma's, because apparently... I wrote, who's this lady? Yeah, yeah, because apparently Norma's not here, but both Annie and Shelly are off to, <laughs> like, to, like, fraternize with FBI agents, basically. Um, and, like... So Lynch says this thing about uh, Gordon Cole says this thing about Shelly being a rare and precious individual. And uh, as he says that line, it cuts to um, to Coop and Annie across the way. And Annie is making the Obama not bad meme face when he says it. It's like very funny. Uh, yeah. Um, and then Lynch has this wonderful, wonderful piece of dialogue where he says, where he's talking to Shelly, he says, I'm about to leave Twin Peaks, and I don't know when I'm going to return. Huh. Yes. <laughs> huh. Hmm. Hmm. I, I can't remember. Is this the last time he's on camera for season two? I, I honestly I, don't remember. I, I think it, it might, might be. be. It's close to it if it's not. Um, And it's an interesting line to come out of him Uh, where that is. Um, So he does this whole thing to set up. He's like, Basically, he wants to kiss Shelly. And Bobby walks in, and it plays a literal record scratch sound effect. I had never noticed it on a previous watch. I noticed it this time. I was like, oh, my God. There's not even music playing or anything. It just they, I tossed in record scratch <laughs> sound effect. And Bobby is like, what the fuck's going on here? And he's... And David Lynch says, you are witnessing a front three-quarter view of two adults 
sharing a tender moment. And it's like, that's also just, God, he must have said something almost exactly like this on set at some point. You know what I mean? Like, it, it feels ripped from the director's chair into the uh, into the character's mouth. I'll note that my my note here says, oh, I don't think it'll be honest. It says, Bobby is cut. <laughs> <laughs> he is not happy. <laughs> Because they he stops the kiss and then and then they do it again anyway. Yeah. And Shelly, Bobby, yeah, and Shelly doesn't have a moment of like, oh, it's not what it seems at all. No, she's like, let's down, I'm down, let's let's yeah, do yeah. this again. Yeah, I'm kissing yeah. this old yeah. dude. Yeah, yeah. Shelly Shelly wants to throw something in Bobby's face, yeah. and yeah. he's not going to try to fight a fucking FBI agent here. Right. Like, so he's going to sit there and take it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh my god, it's so funny. It's so good. Um. Okay, so yeah, for. <laughs> This is when we pop back to the wine taste. Right. And this is where I wrote Lucy, don't drink. She's like, it's got an oaky taste. He's like, no. And yeah. I think this is where Lana's like, I think I taste hints of banana. And he's like, that's actually correct. Yeah. So his two assistants are Lucy and Lana. And so it's setting up this thing where he's getting sex witched by Lana, like all the male characters right. do. And Lucy is getting increasingly pissed off because he's like <laughs> saying, he keeps saying, Oh, Lana, you're so great. And keeps saying Lucy's wrong about everything she's yeah. saying and so on. Because, because in case we forgot. <laughs> Again, Lucy is still pregnant and does not know who the dad is. Like that yeah. hasn't gone away yet. Yeah, he hasn't secretly had the baby but, or anything. Uh, it's still pretty much they're supposed to be vying, even though like Andy pretty much has one out on that. So. Yeah, uh, this scene is like a real like visual turning point of it, where it's like, yeah, Andy's being an idiot, but like Dick's being super mean to him for basically no reason, and then he's like. Fa publicly favoring Lana over Lucy and you can just see her getting more and more sour throughout the scene and um, so the thing is he keeps telling them not to swallow you're supposed to spit out the wine so yeah. the thing about the drinking or whatever but eventually he comes over to say something to Lucy and then she spits out the wine all over him yeah. and she's like I'm not supposed to drink I'm pregnant yeah. <laughs> it's, like... yeah. it's so good <laughs> Um, from here we go like Okay, so for some reason, Coop is here, though, too? Like, <laughs> I don't know. Right. And, like, in another room at the lodge, uh, we have a little love chat with Coop and Billy Zane. Oh, God. It's fucking that painting of Socrates and Aristotle, <laughs> or, or, like, walking next to each other. You know, it, it's so, like, like Billy Zane's doing the thing, like, love is the hardest thing in the world. I've been drinking. I've been drinking all day. It's, it's just, like, your 18-year-old girlfriend right. <laughs> was away for one evening. Yeah. <laughs> but she's not even like away. She's in the same state. <laughs> fucking loser. Like in another town. <laughs> absolute loser. And meanwhile, like Coop is drinking milk and he's like, Yeah, I'm uh, I'm just dating this like pretty hot babe. It's pretty sick. <laughs> I fucking love it. <laughs> it's like it's, it's a cool so thing funny to do. too, because it's like uh he's he's like legitimately morose because he was supposed to get laid that night and did. Yeah. Like he's supposed to fuck in the plane. Like tomorrow, didn't get to fuck in the plane. Like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> plane regrets. Um, I actually kind of like the stuff they say here. Oh yeah, mm. it's fun. I'm a sucker for it. But and, uh, and it's totally like a oh, we need to get these two characters in t with each other before one or both of them disappears from the plot at the <laughs> end right. here. You yeah. know. Um, I like he's like oh, it feels like there's a crowbar to my heart, and like. And like all this stuff, and I just I don't know. And, and Billy's like, "That's a good one. That's good." Yeah. <laughs> like, really says that, which is so funny. That. So good. Uh, during this scene, uh, this love chat of uh, Billy Zane gets a call 
like someone brings over the phone and he's like, you know, oh, I got to go. And Coop's like checking out and he's like, yeah. And it's like, okay. <laughs> and he's like, good travels or whatever. And that's kind of like it. So will we see Billy Zane again? Who knows? Who knows? Not in this episode. Um, um, from here, we go to the Haywood house where Donna is being like a grade A C word to her mom. Donna has about as positive of an attitude about this subplot as I do in this mm-hmm. scene. Um, she is just absolutely like it's actually a pretty funny scene because they're eating dinner and it's like, oh, can you pass the peas or whatever? And Donna's like, oh, so like, you know, how's the charity thing with with uh, Ben Horn going, yeah, actually, I know it's not a fucking charity thing because he sent you roses. Did the charity send you roses? No, there's some fucked up shit going on here. And then the mom's just like, uh, can you, uh, pass can you the pass the peas? peas please? <laughs> Look, can I just have my fucking peas before I get into it? <laughs> I'm very hungry. Uh, uh, yeah, she's so kind. Of, and I, my note here is, where are Donna's sisters? <laughs> rip, cool. rip to them. Yeah. Right? Where did they go? Like, like. What's her name? Crazy. Died immediately after composing that poem about the full <laughs> blossom of the night. Uh, it, like, she was like burned with the. Uh, like evaporated into ash or something with the power of the inspiration. <laughs> yeah, some some sort of Twin Peaks ish thing. Um, uh, it's but it's just so funny because we keep seeing all this like Donna stuff, and I'm like, she had sisters at one point. This is a family dinner. Yeah, yeah. Where'd they go. It's like I I feel like I I can't remember if we see them on screen because there's a bit more with this Hayward family stuff before we wrap it up here in season two. Um, and I don't know, and I know I know one of her sisters is in season three. Like it's not really a spoiler to say, right? And also, there, but... like all of her siblings reappear in the Mark Frost books later yes. to explain here's what happened to them. So it's not like they're gone; they're just like, right. they're just, like conveniently not, not in the scene, conveniently not hiring union actors for these yes, roles probably, right yeah. here. Yeah. Yeah, they only have so much funny. money to throw at these last couple episodes. They probably. Just can't Especially, they're like, we how... gotta build a paper mache, yeah. <laughs> so we can't get like Donna's little sisters. Look, we're we're paying <laughs> we're paying the fucking guest starring Billy Zane tax during right. this <laughs> stretch of the of the series. Um, like, we we don't have a lot to spare right now. She is very confrontational about the roses, uh, and um, let's see, what did I write here? So yeah, so it's very uncomfortable, and Doc's like, please stop. Um. Oh, and she's like, I'm thinking. Of, I know what this note is. She's like, I'm thinking of joining the Twin Peaks pageant so I can move away forever or whatever. Go to yeah. these. And I wrote really because you are dog ugly. Like like because mom gives her this look that like it almost seemed like they were gonna be like really because you, like yeah. you're not gonna win that right. But like I mean she's not an ugly girl, but it's just like the look they give her is so. Yeah. Like, well, I I think your mom literally says like. You didn't really have an interest in looking she good before, or something it. like that. And like the vibe is almost like they're stopping themselves from being like, "Oh, honey, have you?" Right. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> Even the Atlanta girl uh, is <laughs> funny. So, um, so from here we go to the end of the episode where we have a box 
on the well, well not before we do another bizarre yeah. transition with yeah. a, the silhouette of a robed figure yes and, and more of that like owl flashing bullshit that was happening yeah. when briggs was looking at the kind of uh, uh, late night uh, infomercial enya return to innocence or something yeah yeah it's like it actually is kind of like the the same vibe as those those like uh, universal mysteries of the unexplained. Yes, like, yeah. Where it's yeah, just yeah. like mysteries like of the an unknown. alien face, yeah. uh-huh. a hooded figure, <laughs> Colleen crying because she's so scared of how this weird. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> this commercial. I hated them. You go by. <laughs> yeah. uh, my my grandmother had those time life books, and there was a picture of Stigmata in one that like literally ruined my life. Like yeah. I'm scared of it when I think about yeah. it. Uh, anyway, so there's this box in the gazebo coop has been called in and they're like, oh, it's a bomb threat, probably, but it's not ticking and it's not uh, counting down at anything. And there's it's not, we did the metal detector, <laughs> so there's no right. metal in it. And there's probably not, but, not a bomb. Yeah, yeah. Um, Coop's like, I'll figure this out. Don't worry about it. And I thought it was very funny. So there's obviously a thing you pull to open yeah. the box and no one wants to pull it because they're afraid it's going to explode. So he gets a rock, takes some caution tape, Ties the rock, caution tape, and then ties the tape to the handle thing. Again, classic coop. This is season yeah. one it, coop in coop. action. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, goes back behind, you know, everybody back up and uh, shoots the rock. Rock falls, the box opens, and it is Ted Raimi's dead corpse <laughs> in <laughs> chess piece. Uh, and it says, there's a note on it that says, next time it'll be someone you know. And it is, like, literally the goofiest looking thing that I've yeah. ever seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen Halloween decorations in <laughs> yards that are scarier. Or more, like, terrifying. Like, it's just like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how the episode ends. It does make you wonder what they're going for. Like, are, it, they have to, like, objectively look at this. This looks stupid. So, are they going for stupid? Are they going for the bizarre mix with the terror and and they just failed or? Well, I mean, that's the whole thing with Wyndham Earl. And I think that's why yeah. so many of his scenes feel really hit and miss because like yeah. that they're clearly. Okay. So to me, Wyndham Earl coming after the sort of resolution or not really becoming an on-screen presence until after the resolution yeah. of the, uh, of the Leland Palmer plot. Uh, I'm not going to say the resolution of the Laura Palmer plot because right. we haven't really resolved all of that okay. yet. But um, but the Leland arc resolving um, <clears throat> after that, it seems like Wyndham Earl is like an intentional move to be like, let's create a villain that fits the vibe of uh, mm-hmm. you know this being a spooky but weird kind of show. But I think it's so like post hoc thought of like how it's going to be like this. He's going to wear goofy disguises and he's going to play a flute and stuff like that. It yeah. it feels like there's this really LOL random kind of feeling yeah. to like how yeah. they, it. to how mm-hmm. they like uh, attempt to like... embody that with his character. And so, so much the shit, like sometimes it really hits when he's like playing yeah. the flute and then he starts beating the shit out of Leo or something with right. it. And it's like, Oh, this dude is fucking unhinged. And other times it's like, Ooh, he put a guy in a paper mache <laughs> right. uh, chess piece. Isn't that spooky? And it's like, I think that is stupid. I agree with you. I think it is supposed to be like, this guy is, insane right? Yeah, right 
insane. Like there's no logic or reason to like his san there's no sanity there. But the thing is the way they present it sound it like it just comes off as very goofy because they're trying to make it so like oh yeah. like like you said. Like that's yeah, like Tim Robinson in the hot dog costume going random. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's just like it just falls flat. And we have said numerous times on this show that uh, the actor who plays Wyndham Earl does a great job with it. The performance it. is incredible. It's just yeah. the material is all it's over the not, place in terms so, of like when it works and when so it doesn't. it's so good, yeah. yeah and yeah. then sometimes it's like next time it'll be someone you know. And it's like, yeah. okay, like hasn't that been your threat the whole time? Well, or... and it's like he starts off in this like fucking Acme box. Like it looks like, you know, what Wiley Coyote <laughs> breaks a contraption out of. And it has yeah. that giant like rope pole thing that makes it like, come on. It like literally looks like Looney Tunes bullshit. Yeah, it which, is again, Tunes. I'm sure they were probably intentionally doing. And then yeah. it's like, it just seems stupid when you see it. You know, Part of it's... it kind of reminds me like the time, uh, realizing the time that it is, I wonder if there's an element of Nicholson's Joker from Batman 89, they're trying to bring Oh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if there's yeah. something oh, that in yeah. there. Oh, yeah, that's a good point, actually. Yeah. That was, see, that was random that, like, worked, though. Like, he was yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 and but again, I, I think it's this really, I think there's a sort of cynical engineering to how Earl winds up in the plot and how they decide yeah. to present him when he comes mm -hmm. in. And the fact that, like, when he becomes a major aesthetic part of the series is when the creators are most absent from it and like mm -hmm. it really i think it makes the whole thing suffer and makes the whole like I, I i think it like accounts for a lot of the sort of tonal like inconsistencies around that character and the way he gets presented and the way it builds to this final arc like you know like i was saying throughout it's like this episode is the first in a long time that's really felt like, oh, we're starting to tie some of this shit back together. We're right. picking yeah. up some of these threads we dropped and put it back. But it's it's rough going when we still have this kind of shit as like the anchoring, mm -hmm. like, <gasps> it's a <laughs> machine project. <laughs> you know, it's like, uh, all right. <laughs> yeah. mm. <laughs> and that's the episode. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we only have two more season two episodes. That's right. Long time coming, but I'm very excited to move on from it. Uh, it I mean, notably, the last two episodes of this season are some of the strongest uh, for the season and for the show, really. But um, I'm very much looking forward to moving forward with it in terms of the movie. And then season three, we're just going to go in order of release. Um, but I have been, because it was Twin Peaks Day the other day on the 24th of February, I was kind of scrolling through season three at the highlights that I like, not like sitting down to actually watch it, but I was like, man, I cannot fucking wait to talk about this. Yeah. So, uh, we actually episodes. have three more. We have three more episodes. I thought there were only two. Nope. Technically, yeah, technically three, uh, because there are, let's see. Wasn't this 19? I thought there was only 21. There's so 22. next is Path to the Black Lodge, and Ooh. then there's Miss Twin Peaks and Beyond Life and Death. Oh. Yeah. Although um, those two aired together, they aired um, as a single thing originally, yeah, so but they're possible. two separate I might, episodes. I might have them on the Plex as as, as one, as, and that might be why. Yeah, yeah on, on Fritz's on what I have access to through Fritz's thing, they're separate. There's really okay, yeah. so maybe I'm just insane. Ooh, <laughs> ooh, <laughs> ooh, random. <laughs> what you gonna get? Twenty-two episodes or twenty-one? <laughs> You'll never know. <laughs> Play your anyway. little flute. <laughs> anyway, we are moving forward. Is my point? <laughs> <And I'm laughs> We're almost there. Going to almost. get to that, you know, by the summer or whatever. But 
Uh, are there any producer map moments now? I want to stress that I think um, last month when we were doing our people who have passed away thing, mm -hmm. we missed. Didn't the man who played the one armed man, Mike Gerard, die? I think he did. I believe I he did. He yeah. I believe he did. I, I thought, I thought that had been before, but maybe it wasn't. I don't know. Uh, I, I can't keep track of when we did or didn't. But while we're record. figuring that out, I do want to uh, mention that Tom Sizemore, we haven't talked about him on the show. Before. That was it. Yeah. That's the only thing I was going to bring up. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was wasn't that, sure um, whether to bring him up because. No, I mean, like, yeah. I, it's not a spoiler to say he is in season three and he plays kind of a pivotal role. Uh, he's not like in it a lot or anything, right. but character is sort of important. And um, I know Tom Sizemore is a divisive person. He yeah, that was uh, why well, I wasn't quite sure. In but, life. Yeah. Uh, but uh, you know, he struggled clearly with addiction, but that led him to do some really horrible really, stuff, really you know? terrible yeah. things. But yeah. but looking at him as an actor, there's mm -hmm. no uh, no like <laughs> denying that an incredible actor who just could not get out of his own way yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and and with his demons or whatnot and um he is great in season three and i'm excited to talk about that and uh i will say too he was fantastic on always sunny where he plays a trucker who refuses <laughs> to be sucked on or suck on <laughs> hot lizards that he believes uh dennis and mac to be and it is like the funniest stuff i've ever seen uh, it is just incredibly funny. Uh, but, you know, hopefully wherever he is now, he's at peace. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Very, you know, not uh, made a lot of bad choices in life, but still it, you can't deny he was a fantastic actor. And I am excited to talk about his. Uh, yeah, even back in, uh, you know, Saving Private Ryan, you know, which yeah. is a perfect movie as far as I'm concerned. But like, he's very good. at He's very grounding uh, in that. He's great in Natural Born Killers. Yeah. Yes, that's which right. Which I just we watched the that. other yeah. day. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so. Yeah, um, definitely a complicated uh, guy, but you know, uh, yeah. rest in peace, and uh, yep. you know, and that uh, his uh, victims are at peace as well. Yeah, you know? so yeah, yeah. it's a complicated so. thing. Yeah. And uh, yeah. speaking of Tom S's who are battling their demons, let's also <laughs> uh, give a rest in peace to Tom Sandoval from Vanderpump Rules. Uh, he's not dead, but uh, he he should he be rescued. He is mentioned. No, honestly, Tom Sandoval. Yeah, that is a story for another podcast. Co Colleen, you've got to see. I sent a picture of him to you on Twitter. That is so fucking funny. I cried laughing. Was at it, it the white eyeliner? Thing? Yes, the white yeah. eyeliner and the white uh, Manny that yeah, he had and done. He oh. square tips, which is a oh. bad choice. And, and the mustache, like, holy shit. It's like so many different bad choices all at the right. same time. It's like, <laughs> he's, he, he's truly listeners... losing his fucking mind <laughs> in case the listeners aren't uh aren't privy to what we're talking about we are huge vanderpump rules fans which is kind of how the pop culture issue yeah. originally mm. started uh we used to get together to build the issues before the pandemic and we would watch vanderpump rules and just have a good time with it and wow did they know how to make a 10th season they extended the filming for two extra weeks <laughs> stuff happening one of the major characters was cheating and and i have a feeling because they're catching all of it like as it's unfolding and this is not like a scripted thing this is not like the show kind of pushing mm -hmm. stuff to happen it's very much reminiscent of like when they organically caught jacks cheating on stassi back in season two season was yeah, season one and or two and they're like I oh shit was, these like, people are just really but really I fucked up watching, people yeah <laughs> i remember watching a like a behind the scenes thing where they were like we like 
caught that and we were like oh my god this is going to be yeah. like historical pop culture trash tv right. so, woohoo anyway and it was and is and it was and it remains and we'll, yeah. so we'll see what yeah. but yeah talk about a <laughs> somebody's been hanging out in the black lodge and <laughs> <laughs> the ball he's louise anyway uh but if that was it for producer's corner then i guess yeah, we'll episode and forward uh thank you for joining us i am one of your hosts colleen carney hefner i am the other host chris crew Bye. All right. Oh my god, I can't I can't believe all that stuff. I have been like, I'm like, how can I get work done? Oh, Chris, can you direct me to that picture? Did you send it to her? Like, oh yeah, let oh. me let me send that to you yeah. right now. Yeah, yeah. you've got it. You so I, you know, you what can, I'm, I'm in Twitter right phone. now. I'm not okay. always in there, but I'm in it right now, so you can just uh, let me. Whatever. I gotta turn my phone back on. I am. Uh, I was getting my nails done when you sent it, so I couldn't like <laughs> like respond. Did you get like, his? Did you get the Manny that he got? This like weird no, flat white that he got tips? What are you insane? Yeah. No. <laughs> God, gross. Uh, I got these cute, like pink and green. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, Matt, I, I'm I just happened to take off. Uh, Dana got a uh, has been painting my. I don't let her do my whole nails, but I let her do my my uh, pinky nail. So oh! right now it's gone, but I let her do a, a purple uh, thing on there. Matt, you've got it on Twitter. Yeah. Okay. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what the thing. hell? <laughs> what is this? That this, is the response this... you should have. This is full midlife crisis, like wow. is what this is. It's it, so funny too, because a few days ago on Reddit, someone was like talking about like his band, and uh-huh. like, oh my god, this midlife crisis. And this yeah. was before it came out. Yeah. And uh, historically, I have been a Sandoval's uh, uh, apologist. Yeah. And like, well, my ex started dating like a teenager when he had his midlife crisis, so I don't think he. So I think he's doing all right. I went back to. His <laughs> Was I ever wrong, huh? Yeah, never mind. <laughs> it's a, it's actually almost as bad. Right, yeah. Jokes on me. Yeah. But, oh my god, all this stuff like, oh, they wore matching necklaces and like, and then you go back and look and they're wearing them and you're like, oh my god, our face the whole time. And yeah. I really want to see Raquel's black eye. I'm very interested in the black eye part of this story. But I don't know about that part. Okay, I don't know about that either. Here's how this went down. Wednesday <laughs> was was playing a show ariana was there right uh and they there's actually footage of him right before all this happened what happened was he was performing had his phone in like a bag he was wearing and the phone fell off ariana picked up the phone saw a text from uh from raquel Mm -hmm. it was a video of her right and of course she flipped out (laughs) there's actually video of the phone like starting to fall out of his bag so it was like minutes before of course people Together, like it's the JFK. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, yeah, the, the Zapruder film. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, while that was happening, Sheena and Raquel were filming Watch What Happens Live because it comes out right after. Right. Yeah. Oh, is yeah. that the clip you sent me with the where they were with like the Sandoval? It... Where they were like, which one? Well, they're talking about who's cuter like, or something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sandoval, and she was like, really, like really. She's like, I don't know, whatever, right? Yeah. So she, I don't know if she sent, if she just had it saved on her phone and sent it or sent it like 
during yeah. filming of that, but but these times were <laughs> she happening. was in she was in fucking Andy's green room, just like, right. the yeah. DJ's <laughs> <scratching. laughs> like, like, I'm yeah. so horny, my stomach hurts. What I'm hearing now is that Ariana Watch Sine what text- <laughs> texted Raquel and was like, You're dead to me, like flipped out. And I think probably texted Sheena and said, This is what happened. So Sheena was like, What is going on here? And Raquel, mm-hmm. I've been sleeping with Tom Sandoval for like almost a year. And yeah. she punched her in the face. Sheena punched her? Wow. punched her in the face. Wow. Right? Face turn from Sheena is not what I was expecting from this storyline. So what's so funny is Charlie, like like that, one of the newer girls, Charlie, Mm. was like, this is such a gut punch. Like, no one deserves this on Twitter. And Raquel's sister was like, no one deserves to get punched in the face either. And Charlie wrote back, shut the fuck up, you fucking cunt. It for you and your fucking sister, and she can t- and you can tell her that, like, just flipped out on it. And I was like, I, I fucking love ever. This is like better than any drug I've ever done in my life, dude. Sheena, <laughs> that I did not Sheena. see that coming. Well, well you know what's crazy though is not only did Sheena like help Raquel, like, she like let her, she like sublet her apartment to her when she broke up with James, right. but she has been like, like, to bat. <laughs> No, you should shouldn't be mad if she's seeing Schwartz. You guys are split up now. Like to Katie, that whole thing was a fucking cover anyway, right? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. but like she was like kind of going to bat for Raquel. Like, yeah, yeah. No, it makes sense that she, yeah, yeah. And you know, like, and like, how can you do that to like Nina Ariana? Like, <laughs> yeah. like all this shit. Like, like they almost got caught once because she was staying at their house, and like he was probably fucking her and he came out of her room and ariana's like what's going on there? like a lot of shit is right oh my god but the charlie thing where she was like you could shut the fuck up you cunt i was like whoa <laughs> this is so good but um someone even zoomed in on sheena's hand and there's like a mark here and they're like <laughs> oh so they and then they go back and they finish the taping um no 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 i think it was after the tape oh, okay okay all right <laughs> but um but the thing is crazy because like they were filming so production we need, we can't just stop filming here. So yeah. they extended the filming timeline <laughs> to get all of this. And it's just like, I need to see Raquel. And they were like, they have to film with Raquel. So she's got to die. I cannot fucking wait. I might have to invite you guys over for this. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because like, I've been watching This is going to be appointment fucking. Like... <laughs> yeah, like when when those scenes start. Like it's gonna be like okay, guys, you have to come over now. But also, like now they gotta be feverishly editing, like because the it's about to premiere, right? Or has it premiered? No, it's already started. That's the thing. Oh, okay, all right. I was gonna say because they would start the season with like a rewind sort of thing. No, but they're gonna have to start really giving her villain edit. Uh huh. They're probably scrambling to re-edit stuff at this point. But people are going back and they're like, like there was like. Oh, they have matching necklaces, and like people are going back now and being like, they're fucking wearing those necklaces, like right here. Yeah, look, it's weird for me because like I, you know, I haven't watched the show in a couple of seasons, and like Raquel to me was just like the most boring, bland, milquetoast human being. Like obviously, like pretty in a Barbie doll way, but like nothing, a zero. And for her to be like these these machinations and everybody's jumping on her, I'm shocked. Honestly, like she's an adult and she can make her own obviously and stuff and she's making wrong ones but i think like james fucked her up because and yeah. i 
hundred percent blame it on him, but like they were together and he was obviously like not great, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. She broke off their engagement, but then she immediately started like like she made out with some married guy and then mm-hmm. the sports thing, but obviously now it's like it was really Sandoval and they totally like like right. covered and someone dug up like a uh Jack's cheating on on uh on Brittany. Brittany. and Sandy says I yeah, uh no uh Schwartzy says like oh like is he cheating? And he's like, like, you know, I'd cover for him if he was, of course. But like, so right. it's obviously like he thinks like, oh, the bro code is to cover for your friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No yeah. way. I do kind of agree with that. But like, not to this extent. Right. Yeah. Well, Ariana, though, like, what the fuck? And yeah. then like, you have to also and, remember these are real people and she's probably very upset. Well, <laughs> and and what's so weird about it is weren't they kind of like don't ask, don't tell about hookup stuff in their relationship to begin with? I mean, like, I, well, I feel like... Because for a while, Ariana wasn't having sex, right? So Yeah, and, and, and I think it was kind of like a massive yeah. sort yeah. of thing. Yeah, like, yeah. I think there was... But so so it's like even with that freedom he was like no i'm gonna go all in right. on fucking like you know yeah. fucking up it's, my whole life and like so getting crazy. matching necklaces with this dumb shit girl <laughs> like we're in middle school or something it's so like, crazy it's just like it's just so crazy to me the whole thing is crazy and yeah. that all just happening in front of everyone's face is like i god i hope footage of the fucking Fist fight is in there. I I, I hope to fucking I don't, God. Yeah, there, or even just like an off God. an off camera mic sound. You know, yeah, yeah. Like, oh my God, that might be even better if you hear like what? And then like a and, and then the camera like rushing into frame, and it's like you see her staggering in the hallway. Yeah. Oh man, beautiful. Like in wrestling with shadows when. Brett Hart punches Vince McMahon in the face yes. for the Boston Screwjob. It's like you don't actually see it, but you see Vince like staggering right. away, obviously fucking concussed. Like it was like, so funny because oh, I said to Fritz, I was like, you know, we got to remember these are real people, and she's probably yeah. upset. And Fritz was like, Ariana is going to be just fine. Like, does it hurt? And is it bad? Yeah, but she's definitely not going to be like she's. She's gonna be fine. Well, it's it's also one of those things where it's like if this is what was going on in Schwartz or in Sandy's head, it's probably better for her to just get the fuck out of that. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. But like, oh my god! But like, but like the restaurant they just opened had to be like they are only part owners. There are other people involved. Please stop Yelp reviewing us. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. (laughs) Raquel's face photoshopped on a cockroach and. (laughs) stop like there are other people who work here like like you know like if you're upset that's fine but like don't leave a fake yelp review you're just like you're you know you're hurting people who are like already hurt by this person's bad choices like you don't need to compound it but crazy jesus i can't okay so yeah i can't wait to get to season three i'm so (laughs) pumped for it like yeah it's gonna be going through and i was like this is just insane to talk about like gonna be insane and yeah. I'm not wait for Matt to experience. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a while. I have to catch up. But, um, I, I yeah, have to catch so up on some of the back seasons so I know all the players. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um. Oh, I'm for Vanderpump. Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah. you know what? To be honest, I don't even think you have to. Maybe not. There, I mean, I I know these people, but I guess there's a lot of. Uh, there was one season that, that was like uh, these new characters, and they're just gone now. So it's like. Yeah. Well, they just. Yeah, and then there was last season. It wasn't very interesting, so you could probably jump right in. And okay, and... good. Yeah. Are they going up on Netflix? Maybe I'll just jump in. They're too, on so Netflix. Yeah. Okay. They're absolutely yeah. on. They're already there. Yeah. So, uh, so you know, the first four or whatever. Are there. Yeah. yeah. All right, guys. Well, I'm in. for meeting. Um. <laughs> All right.